recording. All right. Welcome, everyone. Today is June the 7th, 2023, and this is our Whole Lives Matter call with um, Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck. My name is Johanna Jan, and I'll be assisting. Before we hear from them today, though, I want to share this disclaimer. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck, myself, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, take it away. I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd. Thank you so much for being here. The good looking guy in the middle is Dr. David Peck. Um, my deal is psychology and natural medicine. David's deal is standard and mainstream medicine, although he does call himself a dissenter. He may have to explain what that means uh, for him, but he is a double board certified surgeon, 26 years professor at Columbia, et cetera. So uh, we are here to try to help you and anyone else who will let us help them uh, increase your emotional well-being by 100% or more in a year or less. And we think we can give you everything you need to do that for free. And we're in the middle of a series. I love these series. And um, today is uh, one that I'm especially guilty of, although not now. And, and with that little caveat, Dave, I'm going to throw it to you. Take it away. Uh, the issue today is gluttony, overeating, right. et cetera. Thank you so much, Alex. So, yes, I'll first start by just uh, addressing uh, Alex's description of me. Um, yeah, I'm allopathically trained. I spent a whole career as a uh, started as general surgeon, general surgery residency, later did surgical intensive care training. So I was, I'm double board certified in general surgery as well as surgical critical care. I also ran a uh, biomedical research lab at Columbia University for, uh, I mean, I was there for almost 20 some years, actually 25, 30, close to 30 years. And, uh, did NIH grants, reviewed grants on study section, uh, has some patents, lots of papers, all in areas that were traditional, traditional medicine uh, based. And basically, um, yeah, I'm a dissenter in a sense because I've seen uh, what this energy medicine that uh, Dr. Alex has developed can do for people, including myself, and there are many others. And uh, what we realize is basically that the current system is essentially, I'm gonna go out on a limb, but mi missing the boat, um, you know, in terms of really giving people health and lowering their stress and um, doing all the things that we would hope you know, Western medicine would do. But um, unfortunately, um, at least in my opinion, and I think I'm supported by many others, our system is failing. And so, um, you know, I'm not telling you to, to go and stop seeing your doctors all of a sudden, because that wouldn't make sense either. But what I am saying is that you should, everybody, 
really should be adding this type of healing process to their regimen um, in order to augment um, what they're currently doing. And I'm not going to say 100% because there's nothing 100% in biology, as wow. we know from biomedical science, but, but the great majority of people out there, you all will... Upon doing this, these processes will experience something that I, there's almost no words for the, the shift that occurs energetically in your body and the, and the lowering of the stress. And, and there are many markers that, that, that we have that we can see in people that, that show, you know, in terms of sleeping and energy, et cetera, that they're, they're having a dramatic positive effect. So, uh, but part of the challenge with all of this is, is to break through the current um, thinking to, um, and, and individual people's thinking to, in order to convince them to give it a try. It's not an easy thing to do, um, to take a, a sort of a leap of faith and take a good look at yourself in a sense and heal the things that are driving your behaviors, you know, and our behaviors, all our behaviors. So anyway, that being said, I'm a dissenter. I'm now on the other side of the fence. Um, but uh, today's, um, this is a great opportunity for me to, to, uh, to explore different areas. And one of them has been the seven deadly sins, something that um, I wasn't brought up uh, with, uh, in terms of religion, et cetera, but we're now on number six of the seven and that's gluttony. And, um, so, uh, excesses in food and, um, drink in particular, but also could be related to, uh, wealth and, um, some others, material things and other addictions. So, you know, I'm seeing this really, and this is you know, like, um, so I like to say I'm kind of a novice when it comes to energy medicine and energy psychology. So always looking for, to Alex for uh, validation and, and um, comments. But uh, this is, I think, something related to the category of self-control and, uh, you know, a balance issue where, you um, you know, the, you're just excessive, you know, voracious for one reason or another. And I, I think a lot of it actually probably goes back to um, things that occurred in childhood where, you know, as children, a lot of times, myself included, you know, we're, we, we don't have really much control of our lives. Our parents kind of drag us around left and right. And, and one of the things that we do have control of is what we put in our mouth, because, you know, you could go, or you could just, you know, spit it out or something like that. So, you know, maybe that's uh, some of the basis of why there's such a problem that we have in this, in our country with um, overeating and uh, obesity in particular. So I, I actually look at this as a great potential diet, you know, weight loss um, modality. Uh, I don't have any data or any type of studies or anything to back that up but just intuitively it makes a ton of sense i'm sure alex has examples of you know people having lost weight after um healing doing healing codes etc but anyway that being said so um i guess my own um one of the things that we like to do is look at our own cells and uh see where this fits in but um overeating has always been an issue with my family because um, I mean, it started with my father, but whenever the food looked really good, we would just basically overeat and then sort of get sick afterwards. And that was just an ongoing pattern, you know, we just always had did that, you know, 
Um, in addition to not being taught not to waste any food, they came through the um, Korean War and it was a time of great um, you know, needs. And so they were, they were, it was ingrained in them. But, you know, I used to say, you know, I'm not hungry anymore. And, you know, if I just eat what's left, it's just overdoing, it's going to make me sick. But that's not the overeating part. The overeating part has to do with looking at good food and, and something that you want. Now, the one thing I'd like to say is that um, it deals with being in touch with our own bodies, because really, you know, your body tells you when you're full, I mean, everyone realizes this, you're in the middle of a meal, et cetera. And then you get this little tinge and it's telling you, okay, I, I had enough. And if you have good food still on your plate, you have to decide whether, you know, you're going to, you know, leave that go or, you know, take it home. Maybe that would be good, but, or just, you know, gobble it all down. And, and one of the things is that, and I've talked about this before on, on different, on previous uh, uh, Zoom calls is that I think in many ways our society is sort of training us to not listen to our own bodies and to just go ahead and, you know, eat based on how look and look how beautiful that food is and that instead of listen to your body, get in touch with your body. And this is, again, one of the things that the healing codes does, you know, when you start to heal those triggers, the memory triggers that, that bring that behavior or that emotionally driven response that is really uncontrollable when you heal those things you do gain control and then you're able to more listen to your body and be rational about the situation so that, that's one of the other it's kind of um in a way it's freeing us and i, I like to use the um analogy or the um the, the terms of um freedom and and uh being uh released from emotional slavery we even talked about we gave had a series about um emotional um uh, mental slavery control methods that we had six different categories but this is these are all ways that we're entrapped in ourselves and my own situation was that when i first did the healing codes on some very um early memories i after three days, I felt as though I had been released from prison for after being in prison for 30 years. I really did. It was it was it was like sort of a release and just every pore of my body, you know, there was like sweat. And last week, Alan, Alex, you were talking to one, someone about they had this, you know, a, a healing response. Well, I had a huge healing response. I was soaked everywhere and um, just a great feeling to be released and to be free from your own mind. And that's what we're trying to do is to help people to, to release themselves from what, where they're trapped based on their memories. Um, so that was the one thing. The other thing is I've talked about porn, pornography addictions in the past. Yes, I, I had, I think a pretty severe pornography addiction for years and I haven't looked in probably coming close to 10 years now, I guess, or something like that, or five or more years. But yeah, it was, um, it just, it, it consumes you and your time and your energy, et cetera. And it's, it's a repetitive thing and you really have no control over it in many ways. You know, you just go, I guess it's akin. I've never been much of a drinker or anything like that, but I guess it'd be like someone sneaking a drink here and there or something like that, just going and watching some porn. And I'm sure 
And unfortunately, many men are probably still struggling with it, as Alex has pointed out um, on this um, call previously. So uh, thank God for the healing codes and Alex Lloyd, <laughs> a messenger from the gods. And uh, I'll pass it on to pass it back to you, Alex. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, I think there, when it comes to obesity and gluttony and being overweight, I think I think there's different components. You, you can have a chemical component with your metabolism not working the way it's supposed to. Uh, sometimes that can be a biological uh, injury or or malfunction. Um, sometimes it's it's stress. All right. Uh, there's, there's a physical aspect, obviously, uh, and there's a psychological effect. Um, get this figure. 75% of men in the United States, I'm not talking about Europe, some of those things are different in other countries, but in the United States, 75% of men are considered either overweight or obese. 67% of women in America are considered overweight or obese. Now that goes to a thing that's called the BMI, which is sort of an index of height, weight, uh, proportion, okay? Um, I'm five feet, 10 inches tall, or at least I was when I was uh, younger. Uh, maybe an inch shorter than that now, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I weigh 150 pounds and that is right in the middle of the BMI. It's right in the middle of the healthy range, but I've not always been there, okay? I was up to 185 one time, uh, which is overweight. And basically, if you dig into it, the, the BMI index, you can find easily by Googling it, and I would encourage you to do that. But basically, if you are a normal size adult, meaning, meaning you're not four foot nine and you're not six feet seven, if you're sort of normal height, if you are more than 20 pounds over your BMI index number, for what you should weigh, over 20 pounds is considered overweight. A hundred pounds over that is considered obese, okay? And with both of them, but for sure with obesity, man, you've got all kinds of stuff. You've got heart disease, you've got stroke way more likely, high blood pressure way more likely. I mean. The, the number of health issues for someone who's, who's that overweight is just, it's almost endless. It's almost anything, okay? So um, uh, being overweight is dangerous, to say the least, when it comes to your health. Uh, it's interesting to me that uh, I saw a thing just in the last week uh, a new thing that has come out in the media to honor people who are overweight as being very valuable people and to spotlight them and honor them as being, you know, great people. 
All right. And I have no issue with that at all. In fact, I think that's fantastic. If I'd had that when I started the school in kindergarten, I might not have turned out like this because when I started the school in kindergarten, uh, no one was honoring the overweight. They were making fun of the overweight, which was me. And that's what I got was making being made fun of, which I'd never experienced in my life. And it 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 about ended me. Uh, and I didn't know what to do about it for a long, long time, okay? Um, I wonder if you know the only official DSM-5 Diagnostic and Statistic Manual for Psychologists, the only psychological issue, and there's hundreds of them, related to weight. You know what that is? Think for a second. What would a psychological issue be related to weight? It's anorexia, all right? And anorexia has always fascinated me. And for whatever reason in my practice, uh, I, I had about uh, 20 years ago, a, young, a beautiful, sweet young lady who was anorexic and I was able to help her. And from her, I have, I've had a string of, of usually teenage girls, sometimes older, that have been anorexic. And it is a fascinating thing to me because they are healthy, they are normal, and their eyes work normally as far as we can tell, at least from the mechanics of how your eyes are supposed to work. And, and Dr. David has done work in, uh, in that area at Columbia and is considered you know, one of uh, an expert in, in some of those areas. Well, why am I bringing that up? Because when a young lady who is anorexic looks in the mirror, and it's true with men too, it's less common, but it does happen. When they look in the mirror, they literally see something with their eyes, which appear to be working correctly, that is not there. But they see it in the mirror. Now, if you or I were standing beside them, if the whole world was standing beside them, the whole world would say, no, that's not there. But that young lady would point to a place, and she could even go to the mirror and touch it. I've had them do it and say, right there, right there, you see it? You see that fat right there? It's not there. They are seeing something. Their unconscious mind is creating a fat version of them that they are seeing when they look with their physical eyes. And they're seeing that made up version of their body that is not there. It is unbelievable. It, 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 it gives you an idea how powerful your unconscious mind is, which, which is, uh, you know, like a million times more powerful than your conscious intention. That explains a lot or it, or it, should okay so what is anorexia anorexia is when you are thinking of something the wrong way you're thinking of it in a false way okay and so while i totally support and am even excited about this new movement maybe that I don't know if it's for sure happening or just been suggested to honor overweight people. I think that's fabulous, 
but it is it does concern me from the angle of health and and it was interesting to me that after i saw that um that advertisement or whatever it was i searched a little bit and the cdc had a you know a little warning about that while yes overweight people are just as valuable as anybody else and wonderful and all this stuff we want to be careful about we don't want to honor the thing that could ruin their health okay we don't want to honor it to the point that people are having more strokes we don't want to honor it to the point that people are having more heart attacks and 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 high blood pressure that they can't control and it is dangerous and and things like that okay my my obesity thing was emotional pain and everyone has heard of that my wife hope um she will gladly tell you that her entire adult life she has been an emotional eater meaning when she is in pain or stress her number one drug is food and her number one food is chocolate uh followed closely behind by bread and thing and like french fries things that are fatty okay it's interesting if you've heard of the restaurant cracker barrel which is uh very popular here in the south it's kind of uh meat and three sort of thing but a little more than that um cracker barrel actually has billboards uh in nashville and in the south uh talking about emotional eating and then it'll have a picture of this beautiful dinner you can come and have at Cracker Barrel. And, 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 and they have billboards that talk about comfort food and, and stuff like that, okay? So it's a real thing, but we wanna be healthy too, all right? So yeah, everyone is, is of infinite value, but we wanna live, hopefully, a long life, a healthy life, a happy life, a life where we can be a benefit to others instead of pulling others down or back or that sort of thing. And overeating does that. And I can remember as a little kid, my mom would get the big thing of uh, Lay's potato chips. And back then it was called a twin pack. It would be a big package and it would have two, uh, you know, little cylinder bags in it. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, I could eat both of those in one sitting when I was 10 years old and, and would sometimes, all right? So it's no wonder that when I started school, kids made fun of me. But anyway, I've gone way too long. But yeah, Dave. I'm just going to chime in. You know, being overweight is not healthy, period. You're absolutely right. The metabolic syndrome is, you know, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, leading to strokes and heart attacks, et cetera. I'm gonna say this, this is my view on what it is. And there's many different forms of, of what happened, but, but that's a, that is one indication in my mind of, of damage to our people, you know, to, to not be in control of your own weight. I mean, there's many other ways that you can be damaged, you know, with stress and, and, have, and be, have normal weight. But when we see the level of unhealthy obesity, that's damage to our people. Now, just one example, because my parents came from the Korean War. 
when that when nutrition wasn't available then you you in the post-war koreans they're all thin and very small and short and that kind of thing when they come here the nutrition is better the size gets better but it goes overboard and then you start seeing obesity you know where, where it's come and you said it, Alex, you know, when, although I, you took the cracker barrel sign as something might be a positive thing. I look at that as a very negative, un, unhealthy thing to, 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 to try to, uh, to actually stimulate or, or to uh, promote, you know, using, eat, having comfort eating. Really what we want to do is not comfort eat at all. We want to heal the, the, the triggers that, that bring that on. And so that we're not eating all those things. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm guilty. Just like the rest of you, I've been comfort eating my whole life, but less now with healing. And, and that's, I think the point is that our society promotes us to do these kinds of things. And we really have to look at ourselves and say, no, I, you know, that's brainwashing in a way, you know, it's, it's, it's propaganda. Yeah. So, so in light of, in light of, uh, the emotional well-being thing, um, yes, if you do the codes, it lowers stress. We can prove that when your stress lowers, your immune system comes up. We can prove that when your immune system comes up, your metabolism starts to, uh, become where it's supposed to be. And when your metabolism is where it's supposed to be, it, it gets rid of, fat and, and all that sort of thing. And you'll stay within that 20 pounds of your target weight. Now, I'm going to say one more thing and then we need to do the code, Dave. I've already talked too long, but, but the, best, the best weight loss thing I've ever found, okay? And uh, you may know this from my history. Um, before I ever, right when I started the healing codes, I met Mark Victor Hansen and we became friends, the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And one of the things he told me that first night at dinner, well, it was actually a question, is what is the top selling category of books in the average year? And I said, Mark, I don't know. And he said, it's weight loss books. And I said, well, that makes sense. And then he asked another question. Um, Do you know um, who buys the weight loss books this year? And I said, no, no, Mark, I don't. And he said, same people that bought them last year. Because they don't work. They don't work. There's never been a diet, so to speak, that has been proven to work. Uh, keto or Kato was really big. Now they're saying it's bad for you. And, and, and all these things happen that way so many times is there'll be a big fire starter new thing. Everybody gets on it. And then we find out three years later, it was, it was bad for you the whole time. And now we've got people with all these symptoms. But the best thing I've ever heard is this. And I, I wanted to take a little longer because I want this to stick with you because I think it'll work. And, and, it's, and it's so simple. Do not eat unless you're hungry. <laughs> when you're hungry, eat slow. Small bites chewed very, very, very well. Number three, as soon as you're not hungry anymore, stop eating. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> even, if, even if there's still food on your plate. So, Dave, <laughs> you want to start the code? Sure. Okay. All right. Gluttony. We pray we request that all destructive negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits, and addictions 
false limiting beliefs, relationship problems, issues that's related to gluttony, overeating, and excesses and addictions, that it be found opened and healed through love, light, truth, and God. Amen. Amen. Okay, first position, left hand bridge, right hand jaw for gluttony. Left hand bridge, right hand jaw. Second position, both hands, jaws, both hands, jaws. And by the way, one of the 20 double blind studies done on the healing codes uh, found that it does benefit weight issues. Third position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Fourth position, left hand temple, right hand bridge. Left hand temple, right hand bridge. Okay, back to position one, left hand bridge, right hand jaw. Left hand bridge, right hand jaw. Position one. Jaw is hard to say sometimes, isn't it? Jaw. You jaw. want to? I, I want to say J O W sometimes. Jaw. 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 <laughs> That's that southern draw. <laughs> I guess so. Okay, second position. Both hands. Jaws. 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 Not jowls. Not jaw, jowls. Jowls. Jaws. Okay, third position. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Okay, fourth position, left hand temple, right hand bridge. Left hand temple, right hand bridge. Okay, that's two cycles. Of course, you can do three cycles at home when you're doing this. Okay, let's go to acupuncture point, side of the hand, temples, chin, little finger, under the nose, under the arms, 
index finger, eyebrows, middle of the chest, thumb, under the nipples, under the eyes, middle finger, sore spot, 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way, all right let's please activate governing and conception vessel three times three times if it hurts you're pushing too hard should never hurt this is also called yin and yang calms the central nervous system All right, now let's go to custom healing centers and let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're massaging too hard. Crown. Please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. And heart one more time, please open and harmonize. All right. Now let's go to left hand brainstem, right hand forehead. And we're gonna relax here for about a minute. Brainstem and what it's connected to is basically your unconscious, subconscious and ancestral mind. Prefrontal cortex behind your forehead and what it's connected to is basically conscious intention, conscious mind. So this is very powerful. We're pouring usable energy into, into all areas of your mind at the same time for healing. To remove the lies, remove the falsehood, remove the fear. Replace it with truth and love and positive energy. Amen. All right, both hands over the heart. Slow, deep breaths over and over. Let the code process. I would do this, uh, let the code process for about a minute. Um, when you're ready to, take a look at your zero to 10 and note any changed and also try to take a look at it in about 30 minutes when it should be even better. All right. Johanna, I can stay around a little bit if we have any questions or comments. Okay. Um, April is asking, 
um, about rheumatoid arthritis. My friend, boyfriend has very painful rheumatoid arthritis in his wrist and foot, and he inherited from his mother. So generational. Um, would love to help him with this painful issue and get at the source. What do you guys think about rheumatoid arthritis? Dave, what do you think? I mean, you've had people, I mean, you have the experience, Alex. I mean, you've had testimonials on arthritis in the past. I mean, there's definitely an inflammatory component and yeah. stress is going to add to that. You know, I don't have any personal experience treating, you know, RA patients with, with, um, with um, uh, healing codes, but, you know, they're, they're using all kinds of immunosuppressives actually to, to try to cut the inflammation down. Yeah, it's a big inflammation problem. And, um, and usually inflammation in the body, uh, you're a lot of times it's food you're eating. You're not eating the right foods. Uh, sometimes it's from being overweight and then that contributes to the inflammation and the arthritis. Uh, you can have a genetic, uh, predisposition, uh, emotional, um, stress, anger, um, depression, all of those things suppress your immune system and you break it your weakest link. Uh, first time I ever heard about weak link theory was from a book written by Dr. Doris Rapp, uh, a, a friend of mine and, and the worldwide pioneer in children's environmental medicine. And uh, one of her things in dealing with children and their illnesses um was to get them eating the right foods. And what she found was that about 80% of the time, the children's environmental illnesses were caused uh, by either foods they were eating or cleaning um, chemicals and things like that, that were in their environment that were toxing them. So she would have an elimination procedure uh, to find out what's causing the problem and then, uh, heal that. And sometimes like, for instance, if you're, um, um, if you're, if you're like lactose intolerant or something like that, or, um, you, you can't eat normal bread and things like that. Um, uh, a lot of, yeah, gluten. Um, a lot of times if you eliminate for a period of time, that can heal in your body and you can start eating it again without the negative effects. Uh, it's too much of one thing very often that causes an imbalance. And then here comes the toxicity, inflammation, and yeah. pain. And pain. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree with diet being essential key. But what I'd like to say is that he, what he should do is he should keep, you know, try to find things that, that might be triggering and, or causing, you know, inflammation, but go to the source of his stress yeah. Go to that source, you know, whatever it is, make him heal that and experience the shift and, and keep everything else the same as it is, you know, or, and look for the other, you know, make dietary changes, but don't focus necessarily on the RA, you know, I mean, I'm, I know I'm saying a little bit confusing, but, but focus, try to convince him to go for that source of the major stress in his life. Right. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that, Dave. Yeah. All right, anything else?
Um, well, there is a, a note that she says that there is a video on YouTube um, that's from a class that you taught back in 216. I, what I'll do is just copy and send this to you, Alex, because I don't believe it's supposed to be on YouTube. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so um, she gives you more specifics, and so I'll um, I'll copy that and send it to you. Unless you can see it. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, and I don't see any other hands up. Okay. Well, I love you guys. I'm out of here. Thank love you. you. Have a great evening. Okay. And and Johanna, I'm today I am also leaving. Okay. God bless I'll you. I'll be guys. back next week. Okay. Meet you next week. Okay. Thanks. All right, so we're going to change gears. I'm stopping the recording.